everyone. Welcome to Inductive Conversations. My name is Joanna Cortez, and I will be the host for today's episode, uh, which is all about the Ignition Community Conference, or ICC. We're going to talk a little bit about the behind the scenes of kind of how and why we put the conference on, and we'll also dive into what to expect from it this year in 2022. And joining me for today's episode is the best person that you can have to talk about the Ignition Community Conference, our very own Director of Marketing, Doug Dudley. Doug, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here and uh, excited to talk about the conference. Thanks, Doug. So before we dive into talking about the conference, can you give the audience a little bit of an introduction to yourself, you know, kind of what you do for Inductive and also kind of your involvement with the ICC every year? Yeah, sure. Um, so Doug Dudley, I'm the director of marketing uh, here at Inductive Automation. And uh, in that role, I get to do a variety of things with a lot of really talented people. So I've uh, worked on the content for uh, the company over the years, which has included our webinars, things like our podcasts, um, uh, stuff like that, our blog. Um, also work with our digital marketing team to do all of our advertising, and digital marketing, and social stuff. Um, and then one of the other big projects I get to work on every year, it, it, working with our events team as well as the rest of marketing, is putting on our uh, conference every year, the Ignition Community Conference. And I played a very large role in the conference, uh, really from its inception, um, from its very beginning, um, because, uh, well, part of marketing's mission is to get the word out about uh, inductive automation, uh, about Ignition. And one of the best ways to do that is to really help build up our community of users around the world and support them and their efforts so that they can tell uh, other people about all the amazing work they're doing with Ignition. And so the conference was really started uh, for for the reason to help the community connect with each other and to be able to uh, innovate with each other and really kind of spread the word about what they're doing ignition and how to help each other out. And so the conference has been hugely successful in that area. And it's been a really uh, fun project to work on year in, year out, uh, to be able to be a part of empowering and facilitating that communication with our community. I would like to begin the discussion by talking a little bit about the origins of the Ignition Community Conference for Inductive Automation. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, why we started putting this event on in the first place? How did ICC get started? Yeah, so it started in 2013, actually, was when the idea of the conference kind of first came about, or at least how it was first talked about. Um, and I believe we were going into our 10th anniversary as a company. Uh, I remember that year uh, getting the assignment to come up with some kind of cool graphic to, to talk about that. And uh, I remember going to a sales meeting that uh, Steve, uh, our founder, was presiding over. And then, you know, Don, as uh, our chief strategy officer at the time, was, was leading that meeting. And I remember both Don and Steve talking about, well, you know, for our 10th 10th year here, we think it'd be a really good idea to do a conference to get all of our Ignition users together. Um, and that was the first time I remember hearing about the conference. And uh, I remember being excited, uh, but also pretty nervous and a little intimidated because we had 
at a company never put a conference on like that before. Um, Don uh, Pearson, our chief strategy officer, um, in early in his career had done many, many conferences with other organizations he'd worked for. And so we really uh, leaned on his experience there. I remember having many conversations with him, especially that first year about how we would pull it off. And he really led the effort there to mobilize the company and many members of our community to get that done. But um, I remember being excited because it was a new project and I had never had really the opportunity uh, at that point to have met very many people um, who were members of our community. I had been to a training class, and in that training class, I had run into a few of our customers that were also learning Ignition, but that's about as much exposure I had had at the time. I had only been with the company for a short time at that point. It was within my first year or so of employment with the company. Um, so I remember being excited about it, and then really started to get into work with the rest of the company on figuring out how we were going to uh, to pull this all off. And I remember going to the Harris Center on some tours to figure out if that was a good venue and also strategizing about how we put our content schedule together. And there was just a lot of logistics, um, but we all worked together to, to really uh, get it going. And that first year, um, I remember being a little bit nervous about how many people would show up and uh, how it would go. But we actually had a really good turnout that first year. Uh, I think we had about 250 people showed up, which now at the time, because um, we've had many more people show up to the conference since then, um, but that number was pretty darn impressive for our first year doing it, and uh, we really didn't know what to expect. Um, and it was really awesome to see everyone everyone come together at that, at that first conference. I remember being really nervous and also really excited and the, and the payoff to it and being able to see everyone together and hear from them and put names to faces that was really you know in my mind and i think in, in a larger sense um as far as the company I, I think that was really when we started understanding you know who the community was or who the members of our community was and it became a, a very very real thing for us and i think that really had a large impact on on the company and how we've moved forward with the conference and and with our products and ha with how we you know kind of think about ourselves and uh, our responsibility to the to our community base our community has also really evolved since then as well so there can be a lot of growing pains for a company trying to put on an event like the icc especially in those early days in the beginning when we were just trying to figure a lot of it out and didn't really have much experience putting on a giant conference like this and now years later we have even more growing pains trying to figure out how to make it even bigger and better and reach a global audience and how do we make it remote and you know what kind of sessions and workshops and things like that so just since you have been here from the beginning uh since that first conference what are some things that you would say that inductive automation or even marketing in general has learned you know over the years as we've been putting on this conference i think the biggest thing that we've learned that we discovered through doing the conference is uh, really, really understanding our community and getting to know them on a personal level and to see the connections that they have with each other. I remember, you know, from a marketing point of view, um, when we were thinking about how we were going to market the conference that year and, and, and the first year. And we didn't even have a name yet for the conference. We didn't know exactly what to call it. We were thinking about calling it the user conference. We had a few different other names, but we, we chose the word community because we felt like it was a, a good word to kind of embody what we were going for, which is we really, really were hoping 
that the community would would really kind of coalesce around this event because we knew there was a a vibrant uh, community of users who were using ignition but we had never had the opportunity to bring them all together and you know uh, you don't really have a community until they have connections with each other and so while we had connections with many people are using ignition those connections with each other hadn't really been formed yet and bringing people together at the conference for the first time um, it was amazing to see those connections starting to get formed and you had all these different people from from around uh, the country and even around the world many of whom were competitors with each other you know most of the people that came to the community for the first year and still a large percentage of our customer base are, are integrators and they are oftentimes competing with each other right for for different uh, different sales but you know that spirit of um of kind of camaraderie started to happen almost immediately. And I think a lot of that was just grown around the fact that many people that gravitate to Ignition, especially early on, really gravitated to it and chose it because of the pain points that it solves. And those are pain points that a lot of our audience has in common. And so that kind of um, builds that fundamental, you know, connection with each other because there's there's a, a similarity of experience there. There's an understanding um, that they kind of build on, and they're doing a lot of the same things. They're trying to help the industry uh, be better, one customer at a time. Ignition becomes that that tool to do that, and we as a company have always strived to support that. And uh, I think our community kind of has picked up on that too. So you have these people from similar roles, similar backgrounds, using the same tool. And then they got really interested in how each other was using it. And we saw all these different conversations start up and, and start up and people, you know, uh, being amazed by what others were doing and incorporating those ideas into their own projects. And it was kind of cool just to kind of step back and watch it happen and watch these connections be grown. And those connections are really what formed the, the bonds that became our community. And now, you know, years later, after doing many different conferences, it's it's kind of like the conference now has become a reunion for a lot of those people because they might only see each other, you know, face to face once a year at the conference. But uh, we see these these uh, these friendships and these professional connections get renewed and strengthened every year. And uh, I remember or I've heard the sentiment from many members of our community that uh, even if we didn't do the conference, uh, they would still be trying to get together with other people, other uh, you know, other professional members of the community um, to renew those uh, th that friendship and that and that collaboration because that's become really important to who who they are and what they do. So I think that's probably the the, the biggest thing that we learned was just that we had a community um, and that it was a really strong community. And it was amazing to see the connections they've had with each other. We've learned so much from how they've used Ignition. I know that we've, every year, we're surprised with what our community is, is doing with it and the, and the boundaries they're pushing with it and the inventive ways that they're using it. And every conference we come out of it as a company having a really good reflection on, on that use. And it gives us ideas for how we can continue to grow the platform and how we can continue to facilitate the innovation that they're doing. Um, it kind of holds up a mirror to ourselves every year through the eyes of our community and allows us to really see you know, what we're doing and how we're helping and how we can continue to, to help out more. So that's something we always uh, learn. It's also been really cool to see the evolution of, the, of, of our community and the growth. Uh, you know, Ignition now, 
uh, over the course of doing the, the conference for several years has been adopted in just about every industry you can think of and in countries all over the world. And a lot, much of that growth has happened in the last 10 years. So it's cool every year to go and see that, that growth and to meet people from, uh, from different countries and, and people we've never met before. And they're doing amazing things with Ignition and they're being really successful. And it's just, it's just awesome to see that, that growth continue. Um, and it's been cool to see our role in that growth um, and how we can continue to help it. So those are a few of my, my big you know, things that I think we've learned, um, but it really just is all about you know, understanding who the community is, the strength of that community and our position in that community and how we can continue to help that community to grow. It's kind of the big, the big takeaway that we come away with a conference every single year. Yeah, Doug, I 100% agree with everything that you said about how the Ignition Community Conference has been this incredible way for inductive automation to stay very well connected with our global community. You know, that connection has certainly been a very crucial part of every single ICC that we've had since the beginning up until today. Uh, another component of the conference that you brought up in your response was you had brought up the themes that we have every year for ICC. Um, now, anyone that's ever come to a conference has probably noticed that we have a theme for every ICC. And uh, we've had build, accelerate, transform, and so on. And you talked about how we came up with that first theme, which was Powerful Connections back in 2013. And so uh, can you touch a little bit on how that process of kind of choosing the theme has developed within Inductive over the years? Yeah, let's talk about the themes and, and how how the how those get developed every year. So, and going back to our first theme for the first conference, uh, that theme was powerful connections. Um, and so, how do we arrive to that? So, for that first year, um, you know, we really wanted to think what what is an appropriate uh, theme to inform the audience about um, something that they're going to get from the conference. You know the the themes have a couple different purposes. So, so one of the purposes uh, for the themes is that, you know, every year, in essence, we're putting on the same conference, right? I mean, the, the real deliverable of the conference is the, the connections that people make when they come there. But then there's also the knowledge they can learn from each other um, and from us as members of the community to, to share that knowledge on ignition. Um, and you you know you have the you know you have the meals and you have some of the other events and things like that that make up the conference. But but in essence, it's the same thing that we're delivering every year. So how do we make that every year feel unique and special and different? Like the conference is evolving, and so that's one of the reasons we do the theme from marketing point of view is to be able to give each conference its own identity. Um, the other reason we do it is. Um, it gives us, um, you know, an ability to kind of coalesce all the things uh, of, that that happen at the conference and and have some kind of consistency um, between them all, some kind of main point that we're, we're we're kind of driving at. And the themes help us do that because we can weave that through, you know, what we're saying in the keynote to what our marketing is saying on the website to what our uh, community members are sharing in some of the breakout sessions um, to kind of give a consistent feeling and, and, and really brand each conference to, to be its own you know, unique, uh, unique conference for that year. Um, but then the other thing we try to do with the theme is we, um, we try to have the theme tie into um, 
what the community is doing at that time, what the company is doing at that time. Try to tap into kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the big movements inside the industry or inside the company or the community or all of those to really make it relevant for that year. So those are kind of the things we think about when we make the theme. And that first year, Powerful Connections, you know, what were we trying to do? It was the first time we were launching a conference. So our thought was, well, what what is the conference really delivering? And how does the theme articulate that? Well, what a conference is really delivering is those connections, those connections between community members, maybe for the very first time. I mean, with the first conference, a lot of those connections are being forged for the first time. But there's also the connections with our community to us. And many of uh, many of the people that had used our software at the time had never met us, right? They'd gone to our website, they downloaded Ignition, they've used it. Maybe they had talked to a sales uh, representative or someone on our support team, but they hadn't really gotten to know us as people in the company. And so we wanted to imply that those connections could be formed too, because we were planning to be there at the conference, right? Um, and then there's also this idea, particularly with the Powerful Connections theme, of Ignition's role as a product in connecting things together, right? Connecting your uh, your data to your you know to to users, um, being able to connect that data together to do analytics, get an understanding of what's going on, connecting your people to your processes, right? Ignition fills that role to connect all these various you know uh, people and processes and programs together so you can get this great view of what's going on on the plant floor and be able to uh, make it more productive. So we oftentimes go for duality in our themes and dual meanings. And so those were all kind of things we thought about with powerful connections um, to really be able to articulate what people can expect to get when they came to that first conference and kind of uh, what Ignition does and can do for them moving forward, making those powerful connections within their own, own organizations. So it felt like a very appropriate theme for us in that first year. And we use that same process when we do our themes every year. We reflect on where we are as a company, where a community is, and how can our theme help uh, in some kind of way uh, positively move our brand forward for the conference and, and as a company and also articulate something of what people can expect when they come to the conference. So those are all things we think about when we put our themes uh, together each year. For those of you listening who aren't already aware, this year's theme for 2022 is a little bit different than what we've typically done for the theme for ICC in the past. And so, Doug, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners what the theme is for this year's conference and how did we arrive at that for 2022? Yeah, so the theme this year is X, I-C-C-X. And what does the X mean? Well, uh, the X means literally 10, because this is the 10th year of our uh, conference. And we thought that was uh, a nice milestone to talk about, because um, it shows the conference has been around for a little while, shows some of the history of the conference. And it's, it's also, it's kind of surprising to us that it's like, wow, this is the 10th conference. We've been doing them for that long. Um, but uh, that, that was some of the, the thinking there with why X stood out for us as, as a theme. Now, it's quite a bit different than some of our other themes we've had in the past, because we usually have themes that um, 
um, are a little bit more, talk a little bit more about the attributes of the conference um, or what we'd like, you know, our community to think about when they're coming into the conference. So X by itself didn't really ha form a great theme, but we like the duality of X. We like that it stood for 10 and we thought when you look visually at an X, you know, it's, 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 it's two lines that intersect each other. And the fact that it's two lines and the relationship with each other is an intersection was also really interesting to us when we thought about the theme. So we started playing with that idea too. And this idea of intersections between uh, people, between ideas, the intersection between IT and OT. You know, if you think about uh, ignition, ignition very much connects things together as we were just talking about. And so ignition, uh, kind of viewing it as an intersection between all these different data that comes together and the people that can access that data and and the power that comes from that intersection was very interesting to us and then as far as the conference and intersections i mean it's literally the intersections of people people from different industries coming from around the world together in one place and what happens when that intersection occurs the kind of innovation that can take place the kind of collaboration that can take place and then people then taking those ideas and going back to where they came from and putting those ideas in place for their own system. That that was a really interesting idea to us too about uh, and, and represented the conference. Um, so the additional words we added to X was experience and explore. And we chose two words because we wanted to talk about the dual nature of X. Um, and imply that uh, that it is these two things that are coming together. And we thought experience and explore were two good words to, to kind of show that intersection because each one has a little bit of different meaning, but each one is meaningful to the conference. So uh, experience, obviously, is the experience people can get when they come to the conference, um, when they can talk to people, when they can find out uh, you know, how, how things are going, what ideas are other people having? I'm going to actually be experiencing this session by, by sitting in it, listening and listening to it. Right. And then the explore part of it is just the variety of uh, stuff we'll have at the conference, whether that's different conference topics, it's the different projects that will be showcased, uh, you know, uh, in the discover gallery from our, our user community around the world. Um, it's just the experience of, talking with one another, getting to know one another. So we thought both those words accurately described things that were going on at the conference. And we obviously liked that they both started with X, or at least had X at the beginning, because that tied right into our X theme uh, as well. So that was some of the ideas behind the theme this year, the X meaning 10, the X also standing for the intersection between people, ideas, IT, and OT. And then one other aspect to the X that we really liked, and this ties into some new stuff about the conference this year that I know we'll get into in just a minute, is because it is a dual nature type of theme that tied in beautifully to the dual nature of the conference this year. And the fact that unlike previous years, this year's conference will actually have two different ways that people can experience the conference and explore the content there. You know, when I first heard that the conference theme this year was ICCX, it made me think of like a, like an actual X on a treasure map, you know, like we had two years 
we're, we weren't able to put the conference on at all because of the pandemic and everybody was just divided doing their own thing. And I thought of ICCX, like it's right here on the map. It's happening. We're meeting here. Don't miss it. So I thought that also kind of tied in a little bit to the theme, which I love this year. I love that we're doing something a little bit different. And you touched on, you know, the dual nature of it, not just for the reasons uh, for having the ICCX as the theme, but also that this year set up a little different than we've done in the past that we are offering two different experiences. One is the in-person event and the other is the virtual experience. So can you give the listeners a little bit of clarity on the difference between these two experiences uh, for anyone that wants to attend? You know, what is the difference between those two? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, and I'll take a minute here, just kind of talk about the evolution of how we arrived at doing it as these two different parts of the conference, two different ways to experience a conference. We've been talking about it as one conference, two different ways to experience it. So for most of the conference history, we've obviously done the in-person conference. That that was all the conference was. You had to come to Folsom uh, to be able to experience the conference. That was really the only option. Um, And we did it like that for the first, well, for most of the time. But then obviously, a couple years ago with the pandemic, that became very difficult, if not impossible, for us to do for a while. So uh, we kind of were at a crossroads there a couple years ago on what we should do with the conference. And we decided to still do the conference, but we did it as a virtual conference for the last uh, two years. And that uh, ended up kind of, we kind of reinvented the conference for all intents and purposes. And almost all the processes we had to put the conference on had to be rethought of and, and redone. Um, and so that proved to also be a very successful iteration of the conference. At last year's conference, which was a virtual conference, we had our highest registration ever and attendance ever. I mean, we had, uh, I think, uh, almost 4,000 people register for the conference, and we had a really large portion of those people take part in the conference. Um, it was done all through a conference platform. All the content was uh, pre-recorded and then delivered. We had live uh, virtual networking events. Um, and it really did feel like a, uh, you know, as much as we could, it felt like an in-person conference, but it was fully remote. So with this year, with some changes in the pandemic and it becoming possible again to get together in person, there was uh, you know, a, a sentiment inside the company and frankly, with a lot of our community members that many of them did want to get together in person again and did want to see each other and did want to renew those connections and, and have a face-to-face in-person conference once again. So we knew going into this year, we really wanted to be able to facilitate that. Um, but then also because the last couple of years we had done a virtual conference, we had opened the conference up to a much a larger audience, uh, people that previously um, really weren't able to come to the conference um, because of where they lived, uh, because of budgeting reasons for travel and things like that, were able to still attend the conference virtually. And so we saw a much larger uh, community be able to take part. And we didn't want to lose that. Uh, so we did a lot of uh, iteration on how we could pull this off. And ultimately, the solution that made the most sense for us as a company to be able to deliver was to actually have these two different experiences, uh, the in-person conference and the virtual conference. Now, to be clear, they are happening at two different times. It is not a full hybrid conference where we are doing everything 
in person live and all of that can be participated on it simultaneously virtually um, the live conference is taking place on September 20 uh, 20th and 21st in Folsom California and that is a two-day event where we will be delivering all the con the conference content live in person uh, at the Harris Center. Um, there's going to be networking events. There's going to be content. We're going to have the keynote. Uh, we're going to have all the things that we normally do at a conference live at the Harris Center. Then a couple weeks later, on October 3rd to the 5th, we're taking much of that content that we'll be recording at the live conference, and then we're adding in more content um, that will be available for the virtual conference um, and people will be able to take part in that conference and that experience of the conference from their own home uh, from from work uh, on their computer totally virtually so we're going to have you know we're going to have the keynote we're going to have the various other sessions that we had at the live conference are also going to be available to watch during the virtual conference but then we're also doing some additional things. So we're going to be doing virtual workshops. Um, and we did in-person workshops several years ago. This year, those workshops will be virtual and they'll be taking place during the virtual conference. And people will be able to sign up for those and they'll be delivered by our training team. And there'll be these really, uh, uh, you know, deep dive intensive um you know, workshops where people can get more information and learn more about specific ways to use Ignition. So those will be able to, people will be able to sign up for those. They will be, will be an extra charge, but people will be able to sign up to take those during the virtual conference. We also have an entire track of international sessions that will be offered by our distributors. Um, and they will be presenting sessions in their own, in their own, the language of their region, as well as the time zone in their region, so that people around the world can participate in the conference um, in a language they understand and in a time that's convenient for them. So we're going to have a whole track of international sessions that's going to be available during the virtual conference. Um, we're also going to be doing some virtual networking events because even though it's a virtual conference, we don't want to leave networking out of it. And we had some really successful networking events at last year's virtual conference using a platform called Wonder. It's basically an organic chat platform that allows people to organically create groups and have video chats with each other, leave those groups, go into new groups, and just kind of the same dynamic you would have in a, a live conference where you can mix and mingle and get to know other people. That's what you can do with Wonder as well. So we're going to be hosting several virtual uh, networking events during the course of the conference to allow our virtual attendees to also be able to get to know uh, each other and participate with each other. So those are a few of the additional things that will be part of the virtual conference. Um, we're going to still we'll have networking events at the live conference, but there'll be you know live in-person networking events. We'll have uh, we'll have meals at the in-person conference. Um, there obviously won't be any meals uh, to the virtual conference other than what people can eat at their own home or at their own office place. Uh, haven't figured out how to deliver uh, uh, food virtually to everybody there. Um, but those are some of the difference between the in-person conference. In-person conference will be two days, all in person at the Harris Center. Uh, all the content will be delivered live. Um, and then the virtual conference, most of the content will be pre-recorded, but uh, staged at certain times during the conference. There's going to be some additional content there, uh, such as workshops, and there will be some virtual networking events. So uh, all the content uh, you know, that's experienced in the in-person conference will also be available to be experienced in the virtual conference, just be engaged with in a different way. And so that's kind of the difference between those two uh, you know, experiences and ways 
of doing the conference. Our hope is that doing this way, we'll be able to facilitate the whole community, whether they can or want to or are comfortable coming live, or whether they would prefer or need to uh, attend virtually, uh, everyone should have an option to participate with a conference this year. Yeah, thank you, Doug, for kind of explaining the two different experiences for the ICC this year. Uh, people outside of the company may not realize this, but for us internally, especially in marketing, you know, planning the ICC begins almost immediately after the current conference. You know, in September, we're having the conference and then October, November rolls around and we are starting that entire process over again, choosing the theme, developing the brand, preparing for social promotions. It is just this annual thing, planning the ICC every year. And it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but before we get into the content for this year, are you able to give us a little bit of insight into kind of how we come up with the content for ICC this year, you know, such as the sessions, uh, the workshops, the presentations, the speakers, uh, things like that. Can you touch a little bit on some of the planning and decision making that goes into the content for ICC every year? The content of the conference every year is a really, um, it's a really big undertaking because, you know, the, the main thing people get from the conference, as we talked about before, is that networking, the getting to know each other, making those connections. But what brings everybody there is is the content, right? Um, and we want to offer content that's educational for our audience, something that they can practically use, that they can go back to their own companies and put that knowledge into action to uh, better their systems or or make improvements, right? So we want we want it to be educational. We want it to be practical. We want it to be we want it to be useful, and we want it to be delivered by people who really know what they're talking about. You know. Um, experts in their subject matter. So the, the way that we do this is we, we kind of break it off in, in, into different segments of our audience that we that we focused on, or rather I should say, um, we have particular tracks and then we also have experience levels. Um, so some of the tracks, well, some of the tracks focus on development, some focus on enterprise, some focus on technology, and then we have beginner, intermediate, and advanced experience levels. And what our goal for the content is, is that we have enough content to build out each one of those tracks and have within each one of those tracks sessions that fit into those three different experience levels. That way, whether you're a beginner to using Ignition or you've been using Ignition for years, there's always some piece of content throughout the conference that interests you, engages you, and educates you uh, to deliver something useful. So that's kind of how we, when we're building the conference schedule in, in, in uh, a large sense, that's what we're kind of looking to do. Now how we actually do that is the main way we do it is we split it up between inductive automation delivering sessions and our community delivering sessions and, and usually that split is about right down the middle um, even you know 50 50 I think this year we we're planning for about 10 inductive automation delivered sessions and about a dozen uh, community delivered sessions and what that means is this the primary speakers for those sessions will be coming from those organizations or community groups so uh, within our own organization inductive automation we have several people that are subject matter experts um, in various areas. Um, many of these people are uh, folks that our community has has grown to know through through the conference or through uh, doing webinars or various things like that. So uh, Travis Cox, um, our co-director of engineering, um, 
Kevin McCluskey, another co-director uh, co of engineering. Um, both of them have done numerous webinars and have spoken at numerous events for us about how to use Ignition, um, you know, best practices there. We have members from our training team who many of our users have come to know over the years from coming to training that often deliver sessions for us. Of course, there um, are our uh, there's our VP of technology, Colby Clegg, who's done uh, many, many different sessions for us and been on many uh, keynote events for us as well. Uh, Carl Gould, our director of software engineering, is someone that often speaks at the conference talking about the future plans for Ignition. Um, we have many members of the development team who have done sessions as well. So I just named off a few folks there, um, but we have many people in Ductive Automation who have done conference uh content over the year years and who plan on doing some this year as well and we work with them on what topics to present um, of course always going through that lens of being educational delivering practical information uh, we work with them on what the, the topic's going to be the description and the general information that's going to be shared and then they create and deliver that content we also work with many different members of our community because we have so many knowledgeable uh, folks out there that are doing amazing things with our customers so we oftentimes partner with members of our integrator community um, other members of uh, of the community at large whether they're uh, you know part of a, a, an end user company uh, we try to find people in different industries and in different disciplines who bring a unique perspective to ignition and can offer some really great uh, practical tips to our audience for how to utilize ignition or utilize other technologies that kind of uh, can accompany ignition to help them do more things so the, the the rotation of what community members we choose varies every year and it's oftentimes based upon the topics they're going to present and we always go through the lens of is it going to be useful is it going to be educational and we also try to pick uh we try to pick people from around the community in various industries so we don't have the the same speakers doing it every single year and we have a nice uh, variety but we're also thinking about is this an advanced topic is this an intermediate topic is this a beginner topic and that's another way we decide so we get uh people from around the community every single year that express interest and uh, give us topic ideas and then we pick which ones we think are going to best be of interest to our audience that year and also tie into the theme and deliver some of what, what I talked about. And then that's how we kind of build the conference schedule uh, every single year. So, And it is quite an undertaking, Doug. I do, I do understand this. So, all right, let's start doing a deeper dive into the content for this year's ICC. So one of the biggest and most exciting components to ICC that we've ever had, at least in my opinion, is the Build-A-Thon. Uh, much like ICC itself, we've put this on a little bit differently every single year since it started. And before we talk about what we're doing for this year's Build-A-Thon, can you give the listeners a little bit of a background into what the Build-A-Thon is and what it has been for the conference? The Build-A-Thon is a very unique uh, session at ICC, and anyone that has gone to it uh, can definitely attest to that. You know, how the idea of the Build-A-Thon started um, was, you know, I think we, we do a survey every year after the ICC, and we get uh, ideas from the community about things we could do. And I think there was a few different ideas about maybe doing some kind of competition where our users could take take part and uh, you know build something with Ignition. And we we like this idea of trying to add some kind of competition level um, or doing something kind of competitive because we we have a great community, but our 
our community is 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 pretty competitive too and very inventive so we taking that idea we that kind of turned into the idea of the build-a-thon and the first few years that we did it um, instead of having the larger community take part in competing with each other we did want to have it to be a, a little bit more controlled make sure it worked and so instead of having community members compete with each other in that first year we instead wanted to have Travis Cox and Kevin McCluskey, who are our co-directors of sales engineering, competing with each other instead. Because those guys are brilliant. They're great at ignition. They build stuff at ignition all the time. Um, they're great in front of a crowd. And they kind of have a little bit of uh, competitiveness already built in, uh, uh, you know, into their dynamic, their relationship. And we thought that'd be really funny to play off of. We also wanted... You know, because the Billathon was a new idea and we did it a few years ago, we wanted to be able to have a little more control of it and see how it actually work. And so the first year it was Travis and Kevin competing with each other in a fairly structured uh, build where they were, were building a project in a certain amount of time and then it was judged by the audience. Um, we added an MC uh, into that, and uh, Kent Melville has been our MC for the Billathon from the beginning. And I think Kent was actually one of the biggest surprises for that first year's Billathon because at first we just thought, oh, if Travis and Kevin are building something up there the whole time, we need somebody to kind of you know be able to talk when things are quiet and move things along. Um, and then Kent, you know, we thought, well, maybe Kent can do it. He just blew us away with that because not only was he great at moving things along, but he added a lot of a lot of fun into it, including you know uh, even doing doing his own song the first year, which uh, which the audience really got into. And so this whole element of of having music could be part of the build-a-thon is is kind of a almost like a halftime show. Um, kind of got tied in at that point too, and has really become kind of part of the identity of the build-a-thon. So that's kind of where it started, and it's grown over the years now um, into it, it is a competition now with our community members. Last year was the first year we did that. We had a couple integrators facing off against each other, and that proved to be be a lot of fun. Um, so this year we're doing something similar to that. We, we're, we're ultimately going to have you know two different integration companies kind of facing off each other, off against each other, in a build. But we wanted to be even more inclusive this year with with which of those companies you know got to battle it out with one another and so the the lead up to the billathon this year is definitely the biggest thing that's changed with how that's decided so um, right now and this is this is something we've that's been that's ongoing at the moment we we launched uh kind of a it's 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 kind of a build-a-thon game um it's a series of challenges that uh our integrator community can can take part in and the, the two companies that finish those challenges uh, first will be the two companies that face off against each other and the build-a-thon. So it started with people applying to the build-a-thon and then from there um, having those companies be able to be part of the challenge. And now they're they're up against each other to see which two companies are going to finish first. So I think there's several phases. We're somewhere in the middle, I think, of those phases. So I think, you know, in the next uh, little while, we're going to figure out who our two competitors are going to be. But then those two competitors will be facing off against each other during the Billathon uh, at the conference, which will be a lot of fun. So very unique event. It's really kind of turned into one of the hallmarks of the conference. And, and I think it's great to be able to have something that our community um, can get some of that competitive, uh, you know, 
that competitive spirit can be a part of it. And it's a lot of fun. We've kind of turned it into a little bit of a sporting event. And it really is a, a nice, great kind of high energy way to wrap up the conference every year. That's why we usually do it at the end. So um, I know we all enjoy it. There's a lot of work that goes into it, not just from Duck Automation, but from the community members that take part in it. And it never lets us down. Every year it kind of gets bigger and bigger. And uh, we're, we're hoping for the same thing this year. So looking forward to the Billathon this year for sure. Yeah, me too. I always look forward to the build-a-thon. Like you said, Travis and Kevin keep trying to find a way to just make it bigger and better every single year. And somehow they keep pulling it off. And it really is an incredible event and one that I've been excited to be a part of uh, since we started putting it on. For those of you who haven't had a chance to see the Build-A-Thon leaderboard, there will be a link in the description on our webpage for this podcast episode. We'll have the Build-A-Thon leaderboard link there so you can check out who's on the board. You can see their scores. You can actually watch, uh, you can view it by round. You can check out where they are on the map. You can see the challenges that they're taking. It's, it's a really cool interactive experience and it's kind of fun to see what our competitors are doing to try to get into the live event at ICC. All right, so we talked about the Build-A-Thon and another major element to ICC every single year is the Discover Gallery. Uh, so for the people listening who may be unfamiliar, Doug, could you describe a little bit about what the Discover Gallery is at ICC? And then can you also touch on, you know, kind of how we got started doing the Discover Gallery, kind of what it's meant for ICC, and then also touch on the Firebrand Awards that some of the people entering can win at the conference? So the Discover Gallery uh, is a really cool feature of the conference, and I think we added it probably in our second or maybe third year of doing the conference. Um, and what the Discover Gallery is, for those people that don't know, it is a uh, it's a it's a gallery of customer projects because we have uh, we have community members all over the world that are doing amazing things with Ignition and constantly surprising us with all the cool stuff they do. And we wanted to have a showcase of that at the conference because we saw that in that first year, people sharing ideas and talking with one another about what they're doing. And we really wanted to have kind of a platform to, to really bring that to light and to showcase that work and to highlight some of the amazing work that we we're seeing our community do with Ignition. And so that's where the idea of the Discover Gallery really came from. So uh, how it's been delivered has changed a little bit over the years, but in essence, the thing that's really stuck is having these these video um, uh, these video you know highlights of individual customer projects, what they're doing with Ignition, how it's helping uh, with their process, um, showing those screens, talking about the problems it's solving, and really just giving people a a, a good look at what they're doing with Ignition and and the amazing things that are, that are happening there um, and showing people the actual screen so they can get an idea of, of what it looks like and how it's being used. Um, so to do that, we we ask people to apply um, pretty early on in the year to submit their projects. And we get a lot of projects every single year that gets looked at. So we have an internal committee that goes through a certain set of criteria to determine which of those projects will make in the Discover Gallery. And we usually pick about 18 projects uh, for the Discover Gallery every single year, and those are the the best 18 from the uh, you know the group of applicants that submitted projects that year. Now the reason we do 18 is the top six of those, and again this is judged by the criteria that we use to determine which of those projects is the best. The top six receive what we call the Firebrand Awards, and the Firebrand Awards um, 
are really uh, an, a, a recognition of not just the excellent project work, but also just the, the advocacy that, that those folks have um, being firebrands for ignition by showcasing their work, that by talking to other people about it, by being a great representation of uh, what's possible with ignition and being a community member that's really sharing that. And so that's why they're called firebrand awards because they really kind of acknowledge that uh, it's not just the project work here but these companies are also great representatives for what ignition community you know who ignition community members are and what they can accomplish with ignition so that's given to those top six awards uh, in marketing we we have a lot of fun each year making the award uh look different uh look cool and uh feel uh tied in to our theme every year so the firebrand awards always look different each year. And I know there's companies that have won multiple Firebrand Awards at this point. We we want those trophies to be ones that companies are proud to display, you know, in their lobby or wherever they would like um, to show and recognize that this company is doing amazing work uh, with Ignition. Um, and then the other awards, uh, the other uh, projects in the gallery we call Project uh, Finalist in the Discover Gallery. And that's another 12 videos or so, 12 12 case studies, um, and they also get a, a, an award of recognition for, for making it into the Discover Gallery because we get a lot more projects each year than, than we can include. So just getting into the gallery at all means that they've delivered an outstanding project with Ignition. So uh, it's, it's a really great feature. Um, when people come to the conference, they can watch those videos. Uh, we try to make sure that there's people from those companies at the conference each year so people can connect with them, find out more about them. We also we also post those videos on the conference website during the conference, as well as they get posted to Inductive Automation's website after the conference so they can be, you know, seen, you know, year round and used as reference uh, references for other people to see what's possible with Ignition. So uh, definitely an awesome feature of the conference. And it always amazes us the cool stuff that this community is doing with Ignition that we never thought of that could be done. And Discover Gallery is a great, great way for us to see that and for our community to see that as well. For me personally, it's really cool whenever we get to do like a, a video project with an integrator, you know, whether it's a an ICC video or a case study or an integrator story or testimonial or whatever, you know, when you're seeing the offices and you're seeing the Discover Gallery Awards that they've won, you know, proudly in the background somewhere. It's always it's always really cool for me to see because they're they're very fun to make. It's great to see that people win them at ICC, and it's also just you just were really proud of the work that they put in and just being able to watch them grow within the community every single year at ICC is just is just absolutely stellar and it's something that makes me excited every single year to see who's going to win and so on that note you know I wanted to ask you a personal question which is you know what do you enjoy the most about ICC what is your favorite part of it uh, since you've been doing this since the beginning so my personal favorite part of the conference and it it probably has to do more with my perspective than anything else is just seeing all of these elements kind of come together. Um, you know, the conference is something that we work on year round, uh, especially in marketing. Um, as soon as one conference is over, the work for the next conference begins. And uh, to see all the things come together from developing the theme to, you know, the projects from the Discover Gallery to all the preparation work that goes into the build-a-thon and, and the keynote, um, 
the, the, the conference, the content schedule, and all the different people in inductive automation and the community that work to put that together, to see all that come together and, in, and coalesce into this really vibrant, energetic, exciting event, and seeing how our community uh, interacts with that content, participates in those events, and, and gives them the platform the, the ability to make those connections with each other. It's just a really gratifying experience to be a part of as someone who works on those, works on the conference year round to see all that preparation pay off. Cause, cause the payoff, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, you know, the whole reason we do the conference is to help facilitate the growth of our community, um, to grow our community and, and to help them do amazing things to help in their success. And that two days, whether it's in person or the time in virtual, to see all that coming together and, and to see that actually happening, to see people making those connections, to see people getting the information they need to take the next step with, with their systems, to get into those conversations and find out the kind of difference that Ignition helps them make and that other community members help them make in their own, uh, with their own projects, with their own companies, with their own customers. It's just, it's such a gratifying experience. And so it's such an honor to be part of that, to be, uh, to be honest with you, that that's kind of my big uh, takeaway from the conference and why I enjoying it, enjoy working on it every single year. And it's a lot of work. And uh, to be honest with you, by the time the conference is here <laughs> every year, I'm almost, I'm almost done with it before it happens. I'm like, we just need to get this, this thing done. But then when you actually go there and you see the result of all that work, you start all over again because you remember how awesome it is and uh, what a great thing it is for the community. And it energizes us and gets us back to work on the next year's conference. So uh, it's just that cycle. Uh, and it really does kind of form, you know, like a, like the heartbeat of the company as we, continue to take that feedback in, get energized from the previous year's conference, and then turn that into action uh, for our customers and our products and the things we do. And then leading up to the next year's conference, uh, it really is an awesome project to, to work on it and see that evolution and see all of that work come together. Really gratifying for me. Yeah, for sure. I feel exactly the same way. Uh, having been a part of the ICC every single year myself since the beginning, it really is awesome seeing it come together. It's awesome getting to see the attendees every single year. I love watching the community make those connections and playing a larger role in the event every single year. And I'm excited that we're putting it on again and actually going to be in person and, and also have the virtual version. So is there anything else that you would like to say to our audience in regards to ICCX for 2022? Yeah, I guess my I guess my only thought for our audience, um, you know, our community is is just to say thank you for for the support over the years. I mean, we we couldn't do a conference and we wouldn't do a conference if it wasn't for the fact that people come out and take part and really make the conference a real thing you know all we all we do is put together the plans and uh and the logistics behind it but it's it's the community members it's it's you that actually makes it a real event and makes it something to remember and makes it a conference is you that makes the community 
So I, I guess I just want to say thank you for all the support over the years. Um, we really do this conference for you. And our mission as a company is, is to empower our community's success with the best software and services uh, available. And uh, that, that, that's our mission. And that's what we try to do every day. And the conference helps us do that by, um, by getting to see the people that are using it and getting inspired with, with what they're doing. And it really does give us that energy and that drive, that motivation to keep doing our, our, our best work. Well, Doug, I just want to say thank you so much for, you know, just everything that you do for ICC. I know that you've been heavily involved with it since the very beginning uh, and you put a lot of work into it. And it's always really an incredible event. And I would also just like to say thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. I know that you and I are both in marketing. And so we discuss the ICC pretty much every day, all day for, uh, you know, almost a year. So but it's exciting to get a chance to share it with the audience. And for those of you listening who haven't had an opportunity and you want to attend ICCX for 2022, make sure to register. You can register at icc.inductiveautomation.com. It's going to be just absolutely awesome with the two different versions this year, both in person and virtual. So make sure to register. And thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you again, Doug. And uh, hopefully everyone will tune in for the next episode of Inductive Conversations. Um, Bye. Thank you.